Well, you know that it's going to be alright I think it's gonna be alright Everything will always be alright When we go shopping Well, you know that it's going to be alright When we go shopping It's always On my talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. So excited to be here today with my good friend Grant Whitaker. Hey, girl. How are you? I feel like you always get to spend time with my mother. I know. We're really mixing it up this morning, but that's good. <laughs> we get to catch up. I know. I'm really glad. We're yeah. going to have to, like, we, we have, like, well, we have to keep track of the stories that we're telling on the air and the stories that we're telling off the air it's and true. not mix them. Or maybe we will. You never know. But this it's is why nice you want to keep listening. step off of the business platform and back in a little fashion. A little too, bit. Right? A little yeah. bit. We'll mix a little of both yes. in today. We've got some emerging fall. Oh, did I say fall? Fall trends to talk yeah. about already. Um, last days of summer and a lot of really interesting retail news that I'm curious to get your take on too. Um, Harm Harmony is well. No, no worries. She had a uh, another engagement today. Very busy, you know, calendar that one. I see and, you're rocking uh, her favorite back. lip color this morning. It's a little it? corally. Is it? I like it. It's a little, yeah. All right, maybe. Sure, <laughs> sure. It's not her. What is that color she wears? That uh, it's something apple. I think she'd still be proud. You think so? Yeah, I think she'd still like it. Well, let's get the um, the skinny on you before we dive into some headlines for the week. What's what's going on? What are you excited about? Have you been anywhere fun? Are you what's what? How's it, your summer? It's good. You know, the last couple of weeks have been really busy. They've been very busy. You know, I had a great rooftop event at the Dayton's Project, which I was know. amazing that you attended. We gushed about it. Yes. Then the week after a great event at the Galleria that we did, a little pop-up, a little pop-up market. I've yep. had some great building openings that I've had in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Lots so of is that pitches. thing now? Do we, when we open a new, was it a condo? That was opening? It was, well, it's like a condo apartment luxe situation. Okay, and so is that what we do now? We stage a fashion show when opening a new building? Well, I wish we were staging a fashion show. <laughs> um, you know, with my vocal talents, we trained ambassadors, and, you know, you get all the tidbits on the building and the special oh, nuances and I things see. like that. I and see. it's nice. I work with that uh, I, that friend of ours, Amy Zaroff, on those. Yeah, I just thought when I saw your photos that it looked very fashion-y, but I guess that's just everything you do. You know, has interiors that and fashion and experiences. You know, I'm an, I'm just an all-around brainchild. Yes, you are. You yes, know. you are. Um, we got a pair of bills, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that sounds very fun. And you, um, you're just, you know, because you don't get enough to talk about yourself. You're just really putting those pages through on Twin Cities business. I just, <laughs> every time I turn around, there's a new story, a new article, a, a new, new this. something. Yeah. Yes, I will say, um, because this is out now, I don't know if I've actually shared this on the radio. If I have, pardon me, but it's very, it's exciting and it's kind of I get focus. all the tea. Yeah, I, I just get it's it. a focus um, this summer. We, Twin Cities Business, we're actually launching a new magazine. 
Because why not make another magazine? Right, right, of course. Um, so it's going to be if if you're a subscriber, and I sure hope you are. You can fix that if you're not by going to tcbmag.com. Um, you'll get it with your October issue. Love it. October November issue. Um, but if you're out and about at Twin Cities Startup Week, which is coming up really quickly, it's in mid September. That's where we're going to launch what we're calling Start MN. And so what's because we're talking about. It. What's the mission? What was the story behind it for you? So it is a complete focus on startups and entrepreneurship. Now we cover some of this in the main magazine in Tennessee's sure. business. We have a section every month called Amped Up, where we're talking a little bit about things that are starting. But I just think there is so much interest today yeah. in entrepreneurship. It's romanticized. Everybody wants to be, you know, the next, you know, whatever, the next founder of Skins. Uber. Or, right. <laughs> I don't want to say we want to be Mark Zuckerberg, but I just think that we have these figures in the world of startups that, you know, loom large and they've almost, they become celebrities sure. really. And so I think there are a lot of, a lot of kids coming up today who are like, I don't really necessarily want to go work a corporate job. I'm going to start something and you know we talk all the time to there's so many different ways to be an entrepreneur today so this is a magazine that's going to be all about it yes Yes. from you know from small ventures to side hustles to the next big you know med tech breakthrough so it's just all things startup and entrepreneurship we're really excited about it it'll debut in september you can already kind of get a little feel online. We have, you'll notice if you go to tcbmag.com, there's now a section that's called Start MN. Love and that's that. all of our, you know, kind of startup related news. And um, yeah, it's just an exciting new venture. It is and, exciting. You know, kind of, it, it just seemed like it was deserving of its own separate. You're going to have to get hair and makeup thing. teams to come in daily now. Oh, you're they're right. so busy. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, this weekend, it's been all about wiffle ball. You Great. know, wiffle ball. And I'll tell you, actually, Grant, you would enjoy a wiffle ball tournament. And here's why. Wiffle ball has a very particular odd culture to it mm. where um, it's this it's an annual tournament. It's a fundraiser yeah. in Golden Valley yeah. and teams of all ages. So there are literally like kindergartners and then there are adults. OK, yeah. and people get very into their team culture and they have, you know, T-shirts and they have a name. And like there was a team of young men that instead of having a T-shirt, they just went shirtless and had their numbers right on their back. So, yeah, it's fun for all. Really, oh, It sounds great. <laughs> yes. Headpieces, scarves. Yeah. People are playing wiffle ball in. And, and for some reason, they play in socks. Yeah. I forgot that and wow. sent my, I forgot to send my son in old socks instead of new socks because I don't want those to come home. It also sounds but, very fashionable and fun. <laughs> yes. Lots of ways to express We'll yourself. make your headpiece next week for you. Indeed. Indeed. So this was probably my, um, what I found the most intriguing news headline of the week related to retail. I will say a bunch of people hit me up midweek um, because the New York Times, you know, they do their morning briefing. Sure. Yeah. And one day this week, it was all about malls. And so immediately people start sending it. Did you see this? Did you see this? And I said, Yes, I saw it. There was literally nothing. I think new I was one of those people in it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I was. But it was just like your mom the, said. Thanks. It was the same story <laughs> yeah. that we've been seeing and telling, which is that there are a lot of vacant department store spaces all around the country, and there are a lot of people who are rethinking what 
to do with them. And you see that happening here already. I mean, just look at Lifetime at Southdale becoming a new anchor. I mean, we already see it happening. So this was... I mean, weeks ago we talked about like pot apothecaries, you know, like the place to go and get totally. your, your gummies and all those things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, when I was just in um, Los Angeles, the, the longest lines by far that I saw anywhere were outside the, um, the pot dispensaries. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doctor something. There were like, we were like, wait, is that a clinic? We're like, Oh, but no. it's, but it's, it's a bevy of products. Oh my gosh. Skincare, everything you could think everything. of. Everything. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So listen to this. So Saks fifth Avenue, we no longer have a Saks fifth Avenue here, but Saks fifth Avenue is partnering with WeWork mm-hmm. to turn some former department store spaces into co-working spaces. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes perfect sense. The other thing that really intrigued me about this story was the person who they appointed CEO. Yeah. She is the former, the founder of The Riveter. Do you remember when The Riveter was opened here for two minutes? Yeah, any diner. Yes, they had the spot. Um, you know, my favorite old. I still think of it as the Dur Limited building. Yeah, even exa- though it's been I, every right. It's been. It a is million. such a great space. Yeah, it was Alfred's years ago too. Remember? Uh oh my gosh! Yes, that great three level like department store situation oh, with a cafe. Alfred's, like yes. Fred Siegel, like totally. Yeah. Gosh, it is such a great building. Wonder how that kind of store would do today. I almost feel like maybe it would do better. I think it would. I do. I do. I think because that's all we talk about is experiences and concepts and something new and different. Yeah. Co-op. So interesting. It was almost like it was ahead of its time. It was very ahead of its time. Because it's kind of like what Martin Patrick three is uh, on, I, yes. on steroids. It is with a you know broader. Yeah. Array, I mean, yeah. they are the new age department store. Yeah. What stores are you guys missing? What store do you think about that you still like recall fondly? I would love to hear six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one is our number. If you have one that comes to mind, but, Meanwhile, so the Riveter was a casualty of the pandemic. Yeah. The Riveter had was based in Seattle, had tons of national press, had big venture capital behind it, had yeah. raised tons of money, burst into town. And you're kind of like, um, we already have Modern Well and the Coven that are kind of covering that women-oriented sure. co-working space. But yep. nonetheless, they opened, they closed all of their spaces, spaces nationwide. And their leader, who I who actually has Minnesota connections, she yes. lived here, worked here. I think her husband is from here. Well, and her account manager, Christian, actually used to work for what was the magazine the Star Tribune had, the V magazine, Variety, oh, not Variety, yeah, wasn't it Vitamin? Vitamin, yes, thank you, yes. He was the editor there. Okay, okay. And so her name is Amy Nelson, and I was really impressed when I met her. I remember they had a big party at uh, the Loring and um, or uh, Lurcott, and I was really um, impressed with her and her vision. But you know, they just couldn't keep it going during a pandemic when your whole mission is about space. Right. But now she's been called in to run what's being called Saks works. Yeah. And the thing about it is they're targeting suburban workers and this is right in line with what I've been hearing I've been talking to co-working people here who are saying that co-working is bouncing back Everybody is working from home. They want to get out of their house, but they don't necessarily need to go to a downtown. Absolutely. And so they're looking for that, quote unquote, third space in the suburbs. Well, and that's what Saks department store, the yeah. empty department stores are. 
Well, and they're taking a risk and not going so heavy. They're talking five spaces right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, more on that. And we have people calling in to talk about the stores that they miss. We welcome yours too. Give us a call and we'll get to that when we get back at 651-641-1071. Be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Well, I'm here today with Grant Whitaker. Thanks for being here, Grant. Happy to be here. And we got talking somehow. All roads lead to a little bit of nostalgia. And we got talking about uh, one of our favorite old stores, Alfred's, that yes. we still miss. And we asked, what what stores do you miss in town? And Dawn has been waiting patiently. So let's start with Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Good morning. So what, what's the store that you still miss or that makes you go, oh? Well, of course, at my age, and your mother would certainly agree with me, there's probably two of them, Dayton's and Donaldson's. Of course. Yes. You know, we don't yeah, really... Dayton's, when I was a kid, when school was starting, boy, mom and I, we got on the bus and we headed down to Dayton's and got my school clothes. Were you a downtown Minneapolis Dayton's person? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those were the days. You know, I I want to spend just a second on the other name that you threw out there because we never give any time to Donaldson's. What do you remember about Donaldson's? Well, I thought they were maybe a tad under Dayton. Yeah. Um, That's that's what I felt. Um, But they were great. I mean, um, the the family went to our church. No. Anyway, uh, but and another thing I remember about both of those stores, I mean, at Dayton's, you'd go upstairs to the Sky Room and have your lunch. Yeah. Um, or Donaldson's, I remember going downstairs to the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And, yep. I, I mean, those are the memories. And, of course, you know, the shopping, of course. But, I mean, as a kid, you remember that other stuff. And I even remember what I always ordered at Dayton's for yeah. food, and it was called Little Boy Blue. They, had, they, had, they were the they were the kids like a kids menu. They're probably the precursor to a kids menu, but they were all named after nursery rhymes. Oh, very and, sweet! And that's the one I always got. It was a hamburger patty, mashed potatoes, and peas. <laughs> it does make you wonder, like, what kids today are going. What what is their little bit of nostalgia going to be? It's going to be like some clip clip from TikTok because they don't they're not going to have some of those experiences. You're right, and and everything is DoorDash. They don't they don't go out to eat at a nice place, or, right? You know, and I I don't know. That's just my memory, and I know your mom would say the same thing. Oh, for sure, for sure. I remember. I mean, yeah. there was a day when Dayton's and Donaldson's were like across the center court from each other at Southdale. Both it of does. them. Yeah, yeah. definitely. They yeah. Were, and the Dales, I don't know if you know this, but in order to be a Dale, it had to have a Dayton's. Yo, yeah, yeah, you know sure. That? That's where it yeah. started. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I tell people that and they have no clue. You know, <laughs> what do you think of Dayton's is anymore? You know? No, that's, but that's. Yeah, there's my, there's my little bit of nostalgia. Well, thanks for listening, well, thank you Don. So much. And thanks for taking us down memory lane. It's fun to remember. We're, we're talking oh. about stores that we uh, still remember and miss around town. Um, 651-641-1071. If you have one you want to share. Um, and we somehow got there from talking about the news that Saks Fifth Avenue is turning some of its empty, vacated department stores around the country into co-working spaces. Is that the future? I mean, maybe it is. You know, it- Well, but it's like you said, and like this article said, it's like these are like suburban locations that they're really trying to bring some life to. Yeah. And I'm sure those spaces are not only nostalgic, they were beautiful. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, that, like, because we're also talking about it's so nice to see you were there. I mean, it's also nice to see with what they've done with that Dayton's building, trying to bring life back into it. Of course. And that old kind of touch and feel that used to exist. It's stunning. Right. Make it finding new uses for these spaces. It's just and I mean, you know, co-working, there was a moment earlier in the pandemic where you were like, oh, wow. Everything about co-working is the opposite of what is happening right now. Being together right. with strangers in a public space, right. open and you know shared. That was everything we weren't supposed to do. But now it looks like co-working is rebounding quickly. And I think it's because people want to get out of their houses. People are not necessarily right. going back to their offices, but they want a dedicated place to work. So it seems like good timing for sex for that. Yeah. Um, we have Martha on the line. Hi, Martha. Hi. What store do you miss? I miss Powers. Powers. Oh, my gosh. I remember Powers. What do you miss about it? Well, Powers was the store that I got my first bike. Believe it or not, it was a clothing store, but downstairs it had bicycles. Okay, I might be mixing my memories here, Martha, but didn't Powers have a pet department? No. No. No, I, I feel like it. they had. Uh, miss, I, I must be missing it. Mi- so, what it color up. was but that they bike? Had a bicycle. <laughs> that bike. Hey, that bike was pink. <laughs> of course. There you go. And my, and we're, dad, my, we're, dad, my dad worked downtown and he surprised me, and I thought we were going shopping for clothes. Aww. And I ended up with a bike. The only thing is, he didn't have a car, so I had to get a cab to take my bike home. <laughs> he just knew you would make the perfect pink lady. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I, I, and I just want to mention when you're talking about Dayton, you know, I'm a, I shop sometimes, you know, at Goodwill, and they gave me a Dayton's bag to put my clothes in. Wow. wow. So that- I, I'm, collect, I'm collecting the Dayton's old green bag. Yeah, I do believe it. And I've been to vintage stores, even out of town sometimes, where you will see the old style, like boxes, like yeah. almost like hat boxes from Dayton's. They're worth money to some people because people didn't think to preserve them. And so now, if you find one that's in pristine condition, it might be worth something. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't thinking about. I think I was just thinking about collecting them. Sure. I'm not trying to sell anything. Yeah, it's, yeah, fun, it's, it's fun to have it. Worth- Powers was a great store. It was right down the street from Donaldson. Right. <laughs> Powers and Donaldson's. We've just taken a whole trip down uh, memory lane of shopping. Thanks for calling, Martha. We appreciate yeah, it. You. Well, to um, to bring things up, we've got just a minute right now. Um, we'll have to talk a little bit later about some of the launches that are coming um, this week at Target. Yeah. Uh, a store of today. Lots. There's a bunch of stuff coming up and so we're going to fill you in on that when we get back i am so excited to talk to the queen of get ready for it grant toilet paper all right we got to clean things up around here a little (laughs) bit and who would have thought that you could have a toilet paper startup and go national with it, competing with Charmin's. That's next on Shop Girls. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my friend Grant Whitaker. Thank How you for you? being here, Grant. It's always so fun. Time just flies, doesn't it, when you're just yakking about shop? It really does. Um, well, we, you may know, do this.
this TCB 100 list every year for in Twin Cities business. I've we heard. do it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're already like on it for thinking about it comes out in December and we're all we're always working on it. It's the hundred people you need to know in business in the year ahead. And on the list for 2021, which came out at the end of 2020, was Zoe Levine. The toilet paper queen. Wow. And with good reason, she is the founder of a startup toilet paper company that is about to launch nationwide at Whole Foods. Couldn't be happier to be cleaning things up on the show with Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Hello. It's so good to be here today. Allie Grant and 107 listeners. This is going to be so fun. I can't (laughs) wait to tell you all about Boom Bamboo and what we're doing. Well, let's start with the beginning, Zoe. For people who aren't familiar with Bim Bamboo, give us a little uh, a little history about how in the world you decided to start a toilet paper company. I started Bim Bamboo because I believed that there had to be a better way to wipe your butt, to put it <laughs> simply. <laughs> and so I went on this mission to try to figure out, like, could we make something like toilet paper, paper towels out of something other than a tree. Uh, So I started a tree-free paper company, Bim Bamboo, and today we are on a mission to wipe away deforestation. Wow. So what what is your toilet paper made of? It is made out of bamboo, which is this velvety, it transforms into this velvety, soft paper product. And bamboo, not many people know this, but it's actually a grass. So it grows just like your lawn does. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you like, you know, you got to get out there and mow it every week. Right. Uh, Unlike a tree, you know, a tree, it takes about 30 years to grow to harvest. And once you... Uh, harvest it for paper making. You have to uproot it. Um, bamboo is a little different because of its uh, natural root structure. I'm so interested. I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat. I can't tell if it's me or if it's my bum that's just really excited. <laughs> Both probably. <laughs> <laughs> so Zoe, I'm so um, fascinated. It's one thing to have the idea. It's another thing to to really bring it to fruition. What was your background when you started this? How did you know how to make toilet paper? a great example to all listeners and all entrepreneurs or those people who are um, like sitting on an idea. Uh, it just honestly, it takes enough curiosity, resiliency and gusto to put your idea in the world and ask people to nourish it. Right. Uh, so I started with like this tiny, tiny little seed, like I mentioned, which was like, gosh, how do I how could I grow a tree-free paper company? It sounds crazy. I had a lot of people who doubted me Mm -hmm. uh, along the way. Uh, But as soon as I started sharing what I wanted to build, especially in the Twin Cities community, Allie, I know you can definitely speak to this, and Grant, you are an entrepreneur yourself as well, but we are in an incredible community. And if you share what you want to build and plug in there, I truly believe that there are others that will help you along the way. And I know I very much felt that. And um, uh, being named one of the people to know in 2021 was a very, very big highlight of that and uh, validation of that for sure. And so when you're ideating and when you're thinking about this, I mean, because you also seem, I mean, you're talking about this, I can tell the authenticity, the, the excitement around it. How does one sell this? Like, how does one sell this exact type of concept? 
Oh my gosh. I love this story because like, this is my first sale, right? I had like just started, I just got my first product prototypes and I got all my samples in and I straight up, straight up, I went to Kowalski's website and I went to their contact form and I plugged in like a little email pitch and I was just like, hi, my name is Zoe Levine. And this is before I even came up with the toilet paper queen. It's like way, way back. And I was just like, <laughs> hey, I, have, like, I have this idea. And I was just wondering, like, could I talk with a buyer? So I started by, and like, once again, a great reminder of how, I don't think many people know this, but the Twin Cities community is home to the largest group of independent grocers in the country. Yep. Right. So we, we have, have amazing grocery stores here. We do. I mean, shout out to our Cub, to our Lunds and Barleys, to our Kowalskis, to the co-ops. I mean, the Wedge Co-op, Wedge Linden Hills Co-op now, they are the largest revenue per uh, square foot of, like, like, grocery store space for the co-op groups. And I'm just like, wow, we are home, and not many people know this, but we are truly home to these incredible ideas. There's a reason we have 3M here. Yep. There's a reason we have Medtronic here. There's a reason you have Target and Best Buy here. I know I'm missing so many. I'm sorry, little businesses. But we are an incredible place. And, I mean, I truly feel that Bim Bamboo is pioneering a tree-free company, a tree-free paper company. Of course it's coming out of Minnesota. <laughs> So they were receptive. The, the the grocery stores were the first place where you got some shelf space? Yes. Yes. So we started in brick and mortar. And since then, you know, you can now go to Whole Foods. We're running an awesome sale at Whole Foods right now. Uh, you can get our stuff, our toilet paper for less than a dollar a roll, which is a screaming deal. It is. Uh, highly encourage everyone to go out. And if you're interested in trying free and experiencing the difference it's just a small switch you can make and right now is a great time to go out there and get it for sale you can also find us at the local co-op you can find us at cub and uh, you can also go to our website which is inmandopaper.com so what's the experience like you're talking softness and quality <laughs> and what do we compare it to i'm like i'm really intrigued we, we need to do a yeah, wipe test i i'm down okay grant have you experienced bamboo textiles like sheets like those like luxurious bamboo sheets i have and they they are there is a certain sense of like silkiness there yes so like the way i that's the perfect word for it which is that silkiness so we we actually we are our tissue is super smooth we don't have a very aggressive what's it called like quilting or an emboss plate um so we have this very velvety soft texture you're going to notice it's incredibly strong but it's also septic safe so it's great for those who are you know you may have older pipes in your home or you're you're managing your own septic system if you're out in the country it's a great option for both and it really holds up and stands the test I'm I'm going to ask something that's much more shallow. How did Gwyneth Paltrow discover your toilet paper? <laughs> OMG, I wish I knew. Like I remember I woke up and I was like, oh my God, who wrote about us, our local Minnesota company? Oh my gosh. Right. Um, uh, I have no idea, but I found one of the editors that was behind that call out. And I personally made a video for them. I don't know if this is like really small town, but I made an Instagram video and I sent it over DM and I was just, like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, you really made a huge difference. In I bet. And, like, thank you so much. So, Goop. Because, uh, you know. 
Goop gave you a shout out, and then and what happened? Did you just did you sell just a ton of toilet paper? I mean, not quite as much as when the great toilet paper shortage of 2020 <laughs> hit, but it was a really healthy little boost. Yeah. And it really just showed me, you know, we're on the right track here. We're building something people really want to get behind, which is the future. You know, like we're the Charmin of the climate generation. I love uh, it. We're building something and pioneering a future beyond, you know, something that takes 30 years it shouldn't take i'm 30 years old it shouldn't take 30 years to grow a tree to turn into toilet paper well i can i can tell you we talked to a lot of people i will be getting i will be at whole foods i will be test trying i'm gonna give it a real good test drive grants grants headed to the bathroom right after the show zoe maybe even sooner I'm incredibly honored i feel there is no higher compliment in the world than knowing that someone like Grant is going to use our toilet paper. Thank you so much. I love a good bathroom experience. I can't help it. Um, I'm you, here to elevate it. You you <laughs> mentioned the the pandemic, and it seems like so long ago now when we were all like scrambling to buy toilet paper. It's like so surreal all the different chapters of this pandemic. But what did happen for Bim Bamboo? I mean, did you were you able to 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 keep your supply flowing? And was that a big moment for a startup like yours? I sold three months' worth of toilet paper in less than 24 hours Whoa. on Amazon. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, because, like, we, we sell. I manage. I was a solopreneur at the time. You know, mm-hmm. I was just, you know, chugging away, building my brand, building my business, hustling. <laughs> and this hit. And, you know, in just, like, fun fact, at the time, I was in the middle of chatting with Shark Tank. To go on Shark Tank. Oh, wow. And this whole thing hits, right? My sales are skyrocketing. We, 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 we lose our inventory immediately. Luckily, we had more on the way. Um, but I remember I turned to the Shark Tank crew. I like called them up and I was like, I'm so flattered, but like, we don't know how this spreads. We don't know what's going on. And I remember I just had to get very, very clear about as a solopreneur, especially, what is the value I bring as a founder to my business? And what would happen if, God forbid, something were to happen? Because mm-hmm. I'm on a flight or, you know, it was so early. None of us knew what was happening and how it spread. And, right. Um, it was just another layer of, like, you know, clearly the business was taking off because of the increased demand. But we also had the inventory to manage. And, and ultimately, I made a really strategic choice at that time. I was like, you know, Zoe? Toilet paper queen, you could sell anyone in the world you wanted to. You could sell any retailer you want right now. Who do you want? And I put my sights on Whole Foods because I feel like that's really, truly our, our core customer. Right, yeah, um, right. And, and it's really worked out great. They've been a fantastic partner for us. Uh, they've really gotten behind the brand and supported us. And we've now expanded. We have more than toilet paper now, you guys. We have. Yeah facial fishy, which is perfect for back to school. And we have also have tree saving towels uh, that are fabulous quality. That strength that you look for in bamboo. It's, it's, it's fan- they're wonderful, especially in the kitchen, cleanup messes or puppy spills, all of that. It's perfect. Perfect. Zoe, we have just a minute left and I'm curious, obviously you are very environmentally conscious. I mean, that's kind of the whole mission of your company. What is something else that you would suggest we all do or change or buy to kind of help the earth? Other than switching 
your bathroom over to a tree-free tissue like Bim Bamboo, I would highly recommend everyone looks at possibly switching to a secondhand clothing now with places like Poshmark mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's so many, and even like Goodwill has amazing finds. Yep. Uh, there are so many incredible brands that you can find, not only save money on, make your dollar go further, but really look incredibly fashionable. And like there are these apps built around it. So I would say switching over your back to school or maybe your next clothing purchase over to secondhand is a huge way you can make an impact. Yep, absolutely. I, I agree. We have such a great consignment community here too as well. Yep. Vintage is the new fast fashion, that's for sure. Well, Zoe Levine, Toilet Paper Queen, what an honor and delight to talk to you. Congrats on all the success. Everybody go out and look for Bim Bamboo on the shelves of Whole Foods yes. and co-ops or go online to bimbamboopaper.com. Zoe, hope you'll come back and visit us again. Thank you, Zoe. Holly, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. We'll be back with more Shop Girls right after this. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with Grant Whitaker today. Harmony will be back next week. Never fear. But I always love talking trends, especially as we're heading into the fall season with my one and only fashion go-to, Grant Whitaker. It is time for Whose Look Is It Anyway? Can't believe she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? Well, I think, Grant, that you probably share this with me that one of the most exciting things about fall. Now, I'm not rushing it. I'm loving the weather we're having today. I'm embracing and seizing every last moment of summer. But when we do get closer to the fall vibes, it's all about jackets. It is. Can never have enough. And I'm all about. And those are things you wear over and over and over. And so already some are predicting. And I'm very curious if you agree that the number one jacket that we should have on our shopping list for fall is a belted coat. I do agree. I think it's the right time for it. And I also think it's a very slimming silhouette in all cases. Yeah. You know, typically if you buy a good belted coat, it's got a good shape to it regardless. Mm -hmm. So that means you can do the belt. You don't have to do the belt. You know, it's also kind of a trench situation in some cases. It can be knee length. It can be floor length. It's always a good situation because if even if you get a belted situation, it really is flattering at a lot of different shapes and sizes. Yeah. I mean, even if you're just more petite in size, if you belt it in, it just gives you a little bit more dimension and height. So it's a perfect find. The difference is what we're talking about for this season is it's really in all those comfortable materials. So like more athleisures and cottons and jerseys and things like that, that we don't typically see in a season. Mm -hmm. So meaning if you're still the person that loves your athleisure wear, because of course we're still not through this pandemic, that means you're just going to find a cute little coat to put over it and belt it in. And then it, then it's an outfit. It is. Then it's a day. Yeah. So it's not so much like, 
a, a, a trench coat, like the traditional thing no. that you would think of with a belt. This is more taking like a new spin on your little, um, what what do you call I mean, it's kind of like that that mid-weight. It's not like a heavy lined coat. No, and it's a it's lot. It's like a wool. Or, it is. It's a wool or a cotton or like a jersey. I mean, think of like your favorite sweatshirt that mm-hmm. you might wear, mm-hmm. but in a belted coat. I mean, we're seeing a lot of those. It's just also going to be good pops of colors, some good um, neutrals that you're going to find in there because we're also talking like other trends. We're going to get into that in a minute about seasons and years to date. It's a lot of monochromatic too. Okay. The one thing, this is just a really practical note. The one thing that I dislike about a belted coat, I feel like you're committing to always having the thing closed because if you have that belt hanging down, that's no good. Well, and that's the thing is it's also just discovering how you tie it fun. Like, I mean, a lot of times, too, like for shows and things, we'll take it and come up with a unique tie. Sometimes I put a brooch in the back. Sometimes I replace the belt with a more formal belt, mm-hmm. you know, or just think about that, too. You can use the belt, look in the mirror, open it up a little bit and tie it to the back where it's open and it's just comfortable and you get a little bit more shape on the back side of you. Great ideas. Thank you, Grant. Um, so then you and I were both going back and forth about 11 fashion trends yeah. predicted to rule, rule, rule. fall yeah. of 2021. Uh, where to begin? Let's start in the 90s, shall we? <laughs> yeah, of course. We A 90s revival is on the horizon. What do we think of this? I think it's a good thing because what we're seeing in terms of 90s revival is kind of those trademark, more printed jeans, more colors in jeans and denim. You know, like we used to see that kind of cross colors trend or a little bit more bag and sag and things like that in the 90s. Yeah. So a little bit more of that hip hop like blend as well it's coming in really cool ways though i think you got to embrace it if you like a more i don't know fun jean and fun color Mm -hmm. or a cool like denim situation there's a lot of it yeah well i mean obviously i mean one of the things that i think of immediately when you're talking about the 90s of course is grunge and like your but we're not necessarily going that way we're not going that way no we're going more like the good mary j blige like hip-hop era of fun fashion okay (laughs) well and i mean it was when you think of like a puffer coat that was like in a silver with a silver ensemble underneath it things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. i mean it's more like video maven 90s okay okay what about rachel green friends jennifer aniston um that's very a little bit it is i think there's going to be a little bit of that like when i think about rachel i think about like the cute little tops with like a good denim Yeah. You know, and that's what I mean. I think we're going to see a lot of like the denim played in a lot of different fits. We're already starting to see kind of looser denim anyways. Yes. You know, or like the waistbands that are doubled up. I think it's more of the fun 90s stuff versus like the sprayed up hair and. Good. You know, the grunge movement. And, okay, we don't yeah. have to go back or to the all waif of our movement, none yeah, of that. flannels and yeah, concert no. t-shirts. Okay, um, saturated hues. I feel like we've been seeing this for a while now. I think it's pastels over and over again. It's like, that's what I mean. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not into it. Well, not for fall. Okay, not for fall. I think you put your mint away and your <laughs> lavender. Well, I'm seeing more like bright, deep, deep, um, like fuchsia and yellows. Yeah, but there's also like, and it's it's kind of like that's 
like a little bit of that 70s mix, though, too. Okay. You know, like where it is like that weird kind of like that drift that came in from the 60s to the 70s with that pastel. Yeah. There's that. I think if you're going for more of the gem tones, I think we're good. Okay. 70s, 90s, I'm lost in time travel. I mean, where to go? Okay. So then we already said it, but loose fitting denim sort of gets a category of its own as yeah. far as like if you're to buy, if you're going to do make, make one update for fall, that's probably the thing you should And there's consider. some great cuts out there. Yeah, okay. good pieces. All right, you know what? We're going to continue this. We'll talk more trends, what to uh, and talk about the 20-piece wardrobe. Could you do it? Could you pare down to that? We'll talk about that. We'll take your questions yeah, right after the news. Another hour of Shop Girls coming up next.